Are you ready for the best real estate investing advice ever? Join Joe Fairless and today's successful real estate professional as they share it with you. Let's go. Hello, best ever listeners. Welcome to the best real estate investing advice ever show. I'm Joe Fairless. I'm here with today's guest, Ford Butler. Ford, hello. Hello, how are you? Good. Ford is the co-owner of Emerald Residential Property Management, located in DFW. He has been there for over five years, and they currently manage over 400 properties um, with a focus on single-family homes. Ford, are you ready to get going? Yes. Cool. Before we get going on the best real estate inv investing advice ever, uh, can you tell us a little bit about yourself um, so that we get to know you personally, and then a little bit about your real estate background. Uh, I've been a realtor for about 10 years. My wife um, pulled me into the business. She's been a realtor for over 25, and she actually owns Emerald Residential Property Management with me. Um, so I came along kicking and screaming, uh, but it's been a, a great challenge and a job that I've really loved over the last uh, four or five years as we've focused and tried to grow uh, Emerald. And what what has been one of the the main challenges you've had as you're you know managing over 400 units uh, infrastructure, um, getting the right infrastructure in place. Um, sometimes when you start up a company like this, it, it takes your infrastructure cost is higher than what your actual actually bringing in the door as a profit. Um, so just getting the right people in place and preparing for you know three to five hundred to six hundred homes. And I, I don't think I heard you say something about yourself personally, so I don't want I don't want you to skip over that. What's, what's something so we know a little bit about you personally? Uh, you know, I don't give a lot of secrets out, Joe, but um, <laughs> you know, I've been in the, I've been a salesman since I was 20 years old. So I come from the sales side. I used to manage a military account that was about 12 million wholesale. So uh, it, this, believe it or not, property management is also sales. I'm either selling myself to an investor, uh, an individual homeowner, or selling a property uh, myself or a property to a tenant. And I don't mean physically selling the house. You have to sell yourself. If they don't, if the tenants don't uh, connect with you or the homeowners don't connect with you, you're you're not going to be in business long. And uh, on that note, knowing your 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 experience in sales, what are some good ways to sell yourself whenever you're speaking to someone? Wow. Uh, <laughs> I think the best advice I could give is being personable and finding common ground with any person you're working with. When I was selling, uh, you know, face-to-face, -face, a product face-to-face, -face, it was all about just being uh, available to the buyer, number one, uh, but also, you know, you've got to find common ground. If the guy goths, you know, you've got to talk, be able to talk a little bit about golf. If they're a fisherman, you've got to be able to talk a little bit about fishermen. And really, it's about uh, personality and trust for me. Mm -hmm. So, okay. I mean, there, there, you know, I think there's two types of salespeople, Joe. I think there's those hardline, front nose, in your face salespeople that most of us get that call on the phone and you just try to hang up on them. And there's the people that try to build a relationship and backdoor sell you. And I think that backdoor selling is much more successful. You know, Emerald Residential Property Management doesn't advertise. Um, I mean, you know, we've built this business basically by word of mouth and just every day, uh, you know, pounding the ground and, and servicing people. So, Okay. Now let's get to the best real estate investing advice ever. <laughs> um, what would you say 
that would be from your experience as a property management owner. You, uh, now, if we're talking specifically about a, an investor buyer? Yes. Um, you know, I in Texas right now, the market may be a little different than some other places, but uh, right now we're telling all of our investors to don't worry about paying a little bit more for the house today than what they want to pay because in the long term, it, it really won't, it won't matter. Um, you know, we've got investors that are looking for long-term investments, meaning, you know, 10 years or more. So if they pay a 2 or 3 or 4% more today to get a good property, in the long run, it doesn't matter. Um, investors that are trying to get in and out quick, probably property management's not it's not as easy to do it uh, in, in most markets in the United States right now. Um, if you think you're going to buy one today and rent it for a year and then sell it and make a large profit, I mean, that's just not happening in Texas, uh, but I'm not really sure about other states. Um, gosh, I don't know. My best advice would probably be uh, persistence. Get out there and find a reputable company that you can work with and a good realtor, and then, you know, buy it off, off and buy some properties. With, with, the, with that persistence factor, I'm sure you work with a lot of different investors who come in and want have certain – certain things that they need to um, meet uh, in their checklist of homes. And I imagine the checklist in most cases is unrealistic based on how the market's performing now. How do you approach that when you're talking to them? Well, investor, there's, you know, there's two types of investors that we deal with. There's the ones that really know what they're doing. They've got multiple houses. They understand that, you know, there's risk inherent in all rental properties, and those guys are and gals are great to work with. Um, the individual who's coming in and thinks they're going to buy a house and have some, you know, they're going to double their money on it every month. That's just not realistic in today's market. Um, a lot of our investors are looking for long term. Uh, they're planning long term, and so they really don't care if they make a ton of money on a monthly basis as long as they're getting close to covering the mortgage because they're going to put it on a 15 to 20 year note and then it, or maybe even a little longer but in 15 to 20 years they're going to retire the house is going to be paid for and then that's going to be a source of income you know for them i have one specific investor who wants a, a ten thousand uh, dollar a month income coming in about I think we're probably about 12 to 15 years away from that. Uh, and so the plan is for him to buy 10 houses that are all $1,000 a month. And he doesn't care whether they cash flow today. It's when they're paid off in that 15 years. I think we're, like I said, I think we're a few years into this. So 12 years from now when they're paid off, you know, he wants that $10,000 a month income. So I think investors have to plan for what they want down the road, not just start grabbing up properties and trying to make $100 a month on them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, have have the long term vision in in top of mind versus the short term cash flow, yep. especially with single family homes because yep. you're not going to become a millionaire, at least not quickly, uh, with single family homes cash flow. Well, uh, there's a and you're right. You're absolutely right. There's a lot of uh, hedge funds out there right now that, and we deal with some of them. So I'm not speaking poorly of them, but they, I get the impression that they're going to come in here and buy houses and get in here for five years and get out. And that's really, in my opinion, not an ideal 
way to go about buying properties. Um, you know, I've worked with in investors and homeowners in my own family who've had houses for 15 or 20 years, and, and you know, my parents have a – that's their retirement plan. They have houses that were paid for by the mid-'80s, and they've been, you know, collecting rent on them every single month since then. That's their retirement, so. Yep. Yeah, I, I, I like that long-term play. I think the most important thing that I tell most investors is, is if you're not comfortable with some risk, then you don't need to be buying properties to, you know, for property management. I mean, there's risk in stocks. I mean, we saw what the stock market did, you know, what, eight or ten years ago? Probably longer than that. But uh, there's inherent risk with rental properties, so it's kind of important to find the, the right real estate agent, the right property management company, and just understand that, you know, people are going to ruin carpet, and, you know, dogs are going to dig some holes in the backyard, and that's part of it. Have you seen anything crazy from that standpoint where dogs have ripped up the carpet or yeah. any 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 crazy story you can think of? Yeah, you know, as long as you know you've got a pet going into the house and you collect an appropriate pet deposit, you know, and then you've got a, a good security deposit based on, you know, credit or rental history or whatever, you know, you're looking for to to, to determine a, a deposit. Um, you just, we haven't really gotten in trouble over the since we've been open. We've only had two instances where a pet deposit or a security deposit uh, did not cover damage to a property. And here in Texas, we're able to file a judgment against them. And, and you know, as long as you're documented properly, you're going to win. Uh, but we did have one individual who uh, was a military family. The, the husband was away uh, in Afghanistan, and uh, the mother purchased um, two puppies uh, for her, the children at Christmas, unbeknownst to the husband. And uh, they, we didn't have a pet deposit because we did not know that pets were on the property. And uh, the two dogs soiled the carpet in every room of a 3,500-square-foot house. Oh, my. But we had documentation that pets weren't supposed to be there. It's written into our lease that there would have been a penalty. And we did go to court over it, and the judge took all of two or three minutes to look at the documentation and said, you know, you, you owe this owner, not me, but you owe the owner of the property for replacement of the carpet. You had unauthorized pets, you know, there on the property. Now, I did, and so we, by the way, that was no problem, and we allowed them to, uh, we put a payment structure in place or a payment plan in place, and they paid it off over 90 days. But it was, you know, three or $4,000 worth of carpet. Wow. But And that happens, and that's, that's the inherent risk I'm talking about. It, it, it's possible that can happen on any property. Um, and that's also important, you know, to have good relationships with your neighbors around you. Uh, we try to establish some relationships because the neighbors are the first ones that tattle on tenants that are not, uh, you know, living up to the expectations of the neighborhood. That's interesting because you know I'm I'm focused on apartments now and I see that all the time in apartment communities where you'll have neighboring you know residents that you know if they report something to us if something's happening but I never thought of it if you know to to make nice with the neighbors uh, next to the par par the homes that you manage or own because they might be a good source of intel. Well, the truth is is that, you know, I don't, I mean, I have seven employees, but I don't have enough employees to drive by every single property every week or even once a month. So you've got to use, you know, the resources available to you. And most neighbors really don't want rent houses around them. So, you know, it's our job to be as good of a, of a, of a, of a property management company and put as the best tenant we can next to people that really don't want uh, tenants moving in and out every 12 months. So we try to establish relationships with someone in the neighborhood, and you've always got that watchdog that's going to call you the minute, you know, they're, the minute they've got an extra dog they're not supposed to have or they're having loud parties at night. And, and we find that, that neighbors are, our, are really our best 
our best source of reporting on properties. And then, you know, another good practice that we use is we use um, the same repairmen, the same handymen, the same plumbers over and over and over. And those guys, when they go in the door, if the house is a mess, they typically report that back to us. And so, uh, you know, Sometimes I can get six or seven touches on a house between the neighbors reporting and the plumber that went in to fix a stopped-up toilet and the AC guy that went in to add Freon to the air conditioning, and they're letting us know how that house is is being maintained. I love that. I, yep. I love the, the neighbor idea. Uh, it's something I hadn't thought of or, or heard of before yep. where you just make, make friends with them and, and have that as a pipeline of information. Well, and that's usually in older established neighborhoods without HOAs. Now, if you've got a homeowners association that's present, I mean, they've got watchdogs driving around in cars with cameras, and, and they'll be more than happy to, to report any behavior that's outside of the HOA right. guide. So. <laughs> okay, let's let's move into the best ever lightning round. Are you ready for that? Sure, go. All right, best ever book you've read. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> uh, Into the Wild by John Krakauer. Okay. Best ever place to visit? Uh, Germany. Best ever success habit that you practice? Uh, Get up and go to work every day. Best ever internet resource that you find uh, for investing? Uh, The Texas A&M School of Real Estate has a phenomenal website. Uh, It's not just about Texas. It's trends and things that are happening all over the United States. What do you use that for? Uh, the, you know, you can go there and find out what's like. For example, we went, uh, we were there reading on their website a year ago, and then we went to a class um, about all the people that are relocating to Texas from four or five major states in the U.S. and the reason that they were relocating here, and how much, how many uh, 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 people are coming from south of the border, legal and illegal, and their predictions on what's going to happen in the real estate market in Texas. And so far, they've been right on. So, I mean, they just have a great website that talks about uh, trends in the U.S. It might have, uh, you know, some major company that's moving to, uh, you know, some state, and they're going to bring in and hire 3,000 employees uh, for, to, to run their business. Things that the news, the, the local news media may not pick up pick up on. So, I mean, it's just go there. I can't, I can't remember the website right now. I've got it as a, a link, but it's a Texas A&M School of Real Estate. Okay. I think we'll find that on Google. That's yep. That's awesome. All right, and lastly, what's the best ever place to reach you? Uh, here, you mean a, a phone number would be here at Emerald Residential Property Management, um, which would be 817-479-1165. That's my direct line. And uh, my email address is ford at emeraldrpm.com. That's ford at emerald, R is in residential, P is in property, and M is in management.com. Hey you, best ever listener, do you want more? Then head to JoeFairless.com, where there are tons of free videos, templates, and content to help you get deals done. And if you want Joe to personally help you reach your goals, then go to the Work With Joe tab on JoeFairless.com and apply to, well, Work With Joe. 